Hi guys, welcome to Groomer Consumers Podcast, where I am the consumer's groomer. My name is Naomi. I'm a certified dog groomer at 14 years, as of 2019. I'm just here today. I would like to share with you about uh, drop-off information. So if your dog is going to the groomers and it's time for their haircut or their maintenance, their bath or anything like that, and you're going to be leaving them for a grooming session or they'll be coming to you if it's a mobile groomer uh, for your grooming session. So there are a few things that are required and there are some things that I want to share that are really important for you to tell your groomer. So um, when you drop your dog off, uh, usually the bare minimum that they're going to ask for is usually they're going to require some type of proof of vaccinations and depending on where you are in your state uh, your, and even what salon you tend to uh, take your dog to, whether it's a doggy daycare, a mobile groomer, or just a salon, um, usually there's some type of a minimum requirement, some type of proof of vaccinations. We want to make sure your dog has been to a vet, um, is under medical care of some sort, um, and that's usually the base requirement. So after that, uh, what's really, really super important, and this is going to be especially for um, pet owners that are going to a new groomer, uh, be within the same facility or a different facility, um, but anytime you're brand new and or um, your dog has had some new things come up. So let me let me give you some examples. I'm going to give you some examples of things that are really, really, really super important um, to tell your groomer or to alert your groomer of, and then I'll go over why. So um, a couple of things that is really important to tell your groomer, especially if you're new to them or these are new um, issues or symptoms that have just popped up recently, would be things like um, if your dog is... Uh, kind of sensitive or fussy or has been traumatized before by um, another groomer or a different experience with nail clipping or even yourself because some of you are brave enough to um, try it at home and some attempts are successful and some are not. <laughs> so, um, you know, if your dog has had any issues in the past with things like nail clipping, uh, with things like um, what they call like a luxating patella, any type of medical problems, luxating patella is a loose kneecap. And so um, for some dogs, it doesn't bother them at all. But as we groom them on our table, we can feel those kneecaps popping in and out as we have to move the leg to do grooming. Um, and for some dogs, it does cause them pain. It does cause them a problem. So anything like that is important to know if your dog has arthritis, um, if your dog has any hot spots, which are usually areas that are itchy or irritated and they consistently lick, bite, chew, or gnaw on that area and they cause it to get uh, either oozy, irritated, uh, sometimes the hair will start to go away, um, anything like that, any hot spots, any irritation, that's important for us to know. Um, any recent injuries, any recent surgeries, um, any sensitivities, uh, any medication that has been given, uh, allergy medicine, um, if the dog needs any type of calming prescription medication to help it calm down before the groom, that's super, super, super important to let your groomer know at drop-off um, that my dog has been given this medication. Um, anything that could affect the grooming, if the dog has... Uh, a collapsed trachea and it has a hard time with um, having any type of uh, restraint around the neck that's something important to tell your groomer um, 
just anything, anything that came up recently. If your dog is scooting a lot, um, if there's a particular area, paw, um, rear end, inside of the leg, any particular place that your dog seems to be a little more aggravated, something that's been happening more recently, um, or even something that's been going on for quite a while. These are really, really, really important um, things to tell your groomer. Oh, another good example would be um, ear infections. If your dog is sensitive to plucking the hair out of the ear, there are some breeds that have hair that grow in the ear canal. And for those breeds, that hair, um, usually it's best if they, the hair gets plucked out so that the ear can get air and breathe. But um, for some dogs, this process is actually something that they cannot tolerate. It will actually cause them um, more irritation or even up to a full-blown ear infection. So if, it's, if your dog is not a good candidate for this service, um, then let us know. Or at least say, okay, I'm not sure, or in the past we've had an issue. Um, so if you guys do this, be careful. We'll try it and see what happens here. And if it, if it bothers them again, then we know for sure, back off, don't do it anymore. Um, if your dog has any type of icky, goopy stuff coming out of the eyes, the nose, just anything out of the usual, anything recent, and like I said, surgeries and stuff, anything medical, um, any traumas that have happened, any any issues that have happened before in the past with any other groomer, like if a groomer has complained that your dog is really fussy or your dog bites for anything um, or your dog moves a lot or you tend to have repetitive issues with groomers that you've been to before, these are things that especially as if you're a new client to this groomer um, that are super important to tell your groomer and I know that it could be um, if like let's say for a negative situation let's say your dog has gone through multiple groomers and have had bad experiences each time so I know it's very tempting to not want to tell your groomer that your dog has had previous issues in the past but this is actually the worst thing that you can do is to not tell your groomer so come to a place where you can find your center and you can say you know what I don't know what's causing this unless you do know, but you can say, you know, either I know what's causing this or I don't know what's causing this and I have to accept that this is happening. Um, I know that our pets for some people can be like their children um, and they're definitely a part of our family and I understand that they're very important to us, but the fact and the reality is, is that dogs are still animals. They are absolutely capable of biting. They are absolutely capable of... Um, fidgeting or fussing or you know doing different things because they can't communicate with words so they have to communicate through um, facial expressions through um, you know whether they, they growl or whether they whimper whether they whine dogs this is their way of communicating and so if they feel uh, scared or upset if you feel scared or upset your energy can throw the dog's energy off if you have energy that says um you know, I'm not sure or I'm scared. I do understand that it can be nerve wracking, especially going from to another groomer. Um, but I'm going to explain to you why it's important to let your groomer know of any bad behaviors, medical issues, um, or anything like any sensitivities, uh, being sensitive to soap, being sensitive to certain types of fragrances, um, anything like that. It's super important to let your groomer know. And let me explain why. So 
Um, let's start with the biting situation. So if, if your dog has the potential um, to bite because they've been traumatized before or they have the potential to fuss or fight, um, some don't even necessarily go to the extreme of biting, but it is, it is, it does happen. So whatever that is, whether it's whining, fussing, pulling, um, or uh, to the extreme of biting, if you tell your groomer up front, usually there's one of very few scenarios that happens, okay? And this is going to help you kind of elim- uh, do process of elimination and figure out how you feel about it and how you want to move forward. So some groomers will not take difficult dogs, okay? So if you pre-warn that groomer and you say, listen, I want to schedule an appointment, and, and you can even do this when you schedule to find out and just kind of not have to waste your time, but go up front and say, listen, I want to try you um, as a new groomer for my dog, but before I schedule, I need to let you know that this dog may potentially be triggered or could be sensitive for certain things, and I want you all to factor that in because what you may not um, understand or what you may not know is that for dogs that are difficult or have been traumatized or who have had bad experiences or may have medical issues, have trouble standing, uh, things like that, We as groomers have to allot for the time, the extra time that it may take to handle that type of dog. Also, we have to make sure that we are um, not just scheduling enough time, but we're also conscious of the other dogs that we put in our schedule. We want to make sure that our schedule flows so that our clients can get their dogs done and the turnover time can be better. The other reason um, you want to tell your groomer is because... um, Number one, if they just say, no, I don't do difficult dogs, or if they say, okay, well, just so you know, there's an extra charge for difficult dogs. Um, This is an important exchange of information so that you're prepared and they're prepared. You and your groomer are both prepared um, for what could be going on. The other reason, and this is actually something that um, you may not think about, is when your dog has had any type of experience previously that may have not been a positive one and you are upfront and you tell your groomer about it your groomer can go into this grooming session with a different mindset for me personally I know that when I'm going to be dealing with a difficult dog um, and this could be a repeat client or a new client, but as if it's noted on the on the client card or the information area that this dog could be difficult, not only am I going to maybe schedule myself a little more time or be careful what I schedule before and after that dog, but my approach in the grooming session is going to be totally different. So if your dog has, um, you know, issues with with biting or it has any medical issues that it seems to be sensitive about and reactive about um, or if your dog can't stand because it has arthritis or an injury or surgery or something like that I'm going to say okay I know going into this grooming session I'm going to have to be patient with this dog Um, it struggles and so I need to make sure that I stay calm that my energy stays centered so that the dog doesn't go into a panic and the dog doesn't feel upset or scared and my energy will hopefully rub off on the dog. And for any dog that is apprehensive, that is nervous, maybe they'll see through my body language and my energy as the groomer that it's okay. You will be okay and we will get through this session one step at a time. 
Um, the other thing is that if there are medical concerns, like your dog has a hard time standing because of a surgery or it's older or arthritis or things like that, or your dog has something called uh, collapsed trachea, for instance, which is um, where they really have, you have to be careful not to put any type of pressure on their neck um, because of this medical condition that it can cause them to be irritated and cough and, and have some other issues going on, um, things like that. We are going to use a different approach and different strategies um, to apply to this grooming session. So if your dog can't stand for a long time, then we mentally know that if it needs to sit down for a few minutes to move on to a different area and come back to that area so your dog has a few moments to rest. Uh, we're also gonna be more, uh, more prepared if your dog is a biter and as groomers, we do work with sharp tools on moving unpredictable animals. So sometimes we may need to put some type of a restraint, whether it's uh, the loop around its neck, maybe we need to tie it a little closer to um, the front of the table so that we can come from behind, or sometimes we may even have to go to the extreme of muzzling. And some people think muzzling is cruel, but I really wanna clarify this. Muzzling sometimes can be a better option for a dog, especially if it's its first time and you know that it's had issues with um, being fussy or snipping or snapping or biting uh, the groomer before, because number one, um, you they can breathe out of it. It's not that they can't breathe, but number two, it will keep their mouth safe and away from our sharp tools. So if the dog has a muzzle on it, if it gets to that extreme, if the dog has a muzzle on it, then it's going to stop it from opening its mouth and letting out the tongue that can get caught in a clipper, in scissors, can get cut, nicked, or otherwise. So sometimes muzzling can be great for safety, um, maybe for the first couple of sessions or the first few sessions until the dog sees that what we're doing doesn't hurt it. It's kind of almost you're gonna have to we're gonna have to go through like a rehabilitation to teach the dog that it's okay and that we will get through through this. So um, really basically the overall the big picture is that we as groomers can prepare our grooming session and our mind and our energy um, to approach the situation much better um, so that basically you, your dog, and your groomer can have a better experience and I think overall that's the biggest aim we want to make sure that we can trust our groomers that our dogs can trust our groomers and that our dogs trust us as owners to be calm and be centered and know that they're in good hands and and just have a great experience overall so um, that's the aim that's uh, those are some important things that I just felt like I wanted you to know and um, We'll get into some other, I have some other explanations, some other things that we can talk about with drop off and some other things, but we're going to save that for another session. So thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your time. I hope that this little tidbit of information helped and maybe brought another perspective to you. Maybe you can um, be more open to communicate with your groomer and get understanding. Oh, one more thing I wanted to mention. Um, not only is it important for you to tell your groomer any type of information they may need to know but you can also ask your groomer please I would like to know was there anything that he had any difficulties with anything that he was nervous about um, anything I need to know about that you guys are working on um, and then 
you can some groomers will even give you a little bit of advice at what you can do at home to desensitize your dog to certain things to also help them calm down and have a better grooming session so don't think communication is just one way it's not going to be just your groomer to you it's not going to be just you to your groomer it needs to be both ways you're building a relationship uh, and your dog is going to be entrusted to this person so if especially in the initial appointment if you need to communicate you can feel free to ask questions and please i encourage you to give information any information that you have helps us tremendously and i think that's pretty much it so thank you guys we'll catch you next time bye bye